everybody, and welcome back to Bizarre Podcast, Dogs Must Die. My name is Grant, and I am alone today because this, as the title would suggest, is a compilation episode. Here are some of my personal favorite bits of our episodes on Part 2, Battle Tendency. Now, before we begin, first a slight apology and then an announcement. In our last episode, we said we would be doing some streams of JoJo's video games, and we'd let you know when those happen. Those haven't been scheduled yet. Turns out it takes a lot of your time to uh, to launch a new major video game for a, a big franchise. Who could have possibly guessed? <laughs> but hopefully we'll get a few of those out in the meantime. But the big announcement... You may have seen that the final episodes of Part 6 Stone Ocean will will go up for their global internet streaming release on December 1st, the one-year anniversary of the first part of Stone Ocean. My goodness, what happened there? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. That date being, of course, December the 1st, a Thursday. Now, we're a Monday show. We can't exactly do date and date with that. So here's the plan. The previous Monday, Monday, November 28th, we're going to have a special episode coming out where Chip and I talk about manga in theory and practice the craft of creating manga, a 2015 uh, uh, nonfiction, sort of a how-to guide by uh, Hirohiko Araki. It includes a lot of insight into his own process and some behind-the-scenes JoJo stuff, as well as just like handy tips and tricks. And But it's mostly a guide into uh, uh, the way to turn ideas into a manga, and, and one that will grab a reader to go beyond the first page. Then the following week, Monday the 5th of December, uh, we will be dropping our very first episode on Stone Ocean, and, and then continuing on weekly that means we're going to have an episode drop on Boxing Day. The holidays are coming, folks. Up until Stone Ocean is done. So, uh, without any further ado, here's those best of bits. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bizarre Podcast, Dogs Must Die. My name is Grant. You can call him Chip. And we are beginning part two, Battle Tendency, in today's episode. Again, I've already said this like probably three times, but this is where JoJo actually starts. <laughs> I will say We're this gonna... probably six more times, honestly. The final episode. All right, this is where JoJo starts, though. <laughs> yeah. Because Hamon can do anything. Maybe he can like dunk his hands in the ice water that Coca-Cola's in and like super chill it somehow i don't know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he doesn't uh pay for refrigeration he just uh has something like uh, uh dio's super sweat powers in order <laughs> to chill the coke hell yeah man dio could have dio could have done a lot of stuff with the super chilling dio could have invented the frosty but he decided to try <laughs> and take over the world instead okay dio's evil yeah god the power you had dio you fool <laughs> Yeah. Um, our, our first look at what it is to be America in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is severe police brutality, <laughs> followed immediately by police corruption. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's very accurate. Good job. And gotta be honest, most times, not all times, but most times cops are portrayed in JoJo, they are very bad people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what does America mean? Well, first, Coca-Cola. Second... Cops are fucking pigs. Yeah. I love it. I, I love that he hates cops. He loves to brag, and he hates that he loves to brag. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's very good. This is a strong introduction. Yeah, I love Joseph's intro. I just love that one of his big things throughout this entire thing is just that he doesn't want to make Granny Arena upset for mm -hmm. any reason, whether it's through his actions or others, he's just super protective of her. It's so good. He's yeah. such a sweet boy. <laughs> I'm uh, weeping. I know, it's I, fucked I up, right? I throw my tablet across the room. How <laughs> dare you? First time I watched this too, and you see like Speedwagon die, I was just like, fuck this! <laughs> he only gets ten episodes before he's gone? You kidding me? How dare you disrespect the, the greatest pride of Champaign, Illinois in such a way? <laughs> so Joseph is pestering his, his dear, beloved grandmother uh, about whether Speedwagon was gay for grandpa. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. The and entire world. 
yep. is populated by JoJo shippers. Ship wars, that's what World War One was about. It was a big <laughs> ship war. Oh, hell yeah. Everyone just flying banners of different anime men. But I think some other family adopted the baby, but still. That's the, the only way, the only way this works is if, like, she sails to America... Or, or, you know, gets picked up by, by rescuers in mm-hmm. that casket and immediately is like, I I can only handle one baby at a time. Please, official channels, find a home for this baby. Yeah, I She can't. grows up and then through mystic artifice r- returns. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, 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 you know, they, they have their their romance and, and, and bear Joseph together. But that is not what I think happened. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think Joseph's dad married his sister and it's <laughs> fucking creepy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't do it! Don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. Everybody watch this podcast. You ever had that thought? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't marry your sister that was rescued from a ship that was exploding due to vampire problems. I know it happens all the time. We've all been there. <laughs> In our thoughts. Uh, everyone goes to a restaurant to, to have a nice meal, and uh, Wario's racist cousin is there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this guy. I'm thinking this guy is important. He's got a cyber eye. Yeah, he's got a cyber eye in his head. He's got very spiky, pointy, zigzag hair. He's, he's got wearing an eyeshadow. Like this guy is vital to, yeah. to the plot. This guy is he's a, not. No, he's a fucking freak. This guy is basically there so that Joseph Joe Star can have a and then everybody clapped story. <laughs> Stop reading my notes. Uh, <laughs> this was an amazing, amazing moment because, okay, I'm watching along. Every time I see something that I want to make a note of, I, I pause so I don't, like, miss something while writing, right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as this comes out, I pause to, like, try to write a joke that, oh, wh- whatever, uh, you know, news in this newspaper that uh, Joseph's about to talk about, haha, he's actually going to... Uh, look at the bra ads. He's actually looking at the bra ads, though. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? <laughs> He's just like, just hands the magazine over to Smokey. He's just like, bro, you think that's real, though? <laughs> A cup to C cup? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking him about Yabos? He's 12. <laughs> he doesn't know. And while uh, Smokey immediately instead of talking about the yabos starts talking about how much he thinks the bras are overpriced a dollar 25 a pair is way too much yeah joseph just pulls out a fucking tommy gun which i don't know where he was hiding it from which makes it way funnier it came from the the coat rack dimension obviously yeah he just had his hand behind his back and just whoop there's a fucking tommy gun and even straight so is like caught off guard just goes like what the fuck and yeah he just starts dumping rounds <laughs> into straight so into the restaurant. Smokey has some valuable questions like what the fuck and what the fuck? And where did he get that? And I all, I do love that there's a part where he says he's shooting him right out in public. Incredible. <laughs> like while he's also thinking what the what in the fuck, he's also thinking, wow, I gotta kinda admire him for doing this. <laughs> Yeah, there's, like, two ladies who are just, like, on the side, just, like, crying and screaming, just utterly terrified. They can't move. And he goes, like, hey, Stop if it. You, Stop if, crying, young women I just fired at. Yeah, he's just like, hey, yo, you got to calm down and get out of here or else I'm going to make out with you. I shall give you tender kisses if you do not compose yourself. <laughs> what in the fuck? Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. But uh-huh. Straitso is prepared because he has a special scarf woven from the <laughs> stomach lining of a particular beetle, which dissipates hormone energy. Obviously, everyone knows this. <laughs> this is hormone 101. Yeah. So, so Joseph runs away, pulling this, the, the string connected to the pin, and so Straight So looks down and sees, a grenade has been pinned to me. Oh, no. If I were a normal man, this would be bad, but I am not. I'm a hormone supercharged vampire. One grenade is nothing to me. So he throws the grenade and then sees that there are eight strings attached to the grenade. 
grenade, each pulling the pin on yet another grenade pinned to him. It, uh, Joseph Joestar is not just fast. He is Barry Allen fast. Yeah, goddamn. This part makes me laugh every fucking time I see it. Just eight more, eight more grenades stuck to his back he didn't notice since Joseph thought Aha, he's going to slap the first grenade away. <laughs> I'll just tie the other ones to this one so they all pull the other pins. And yeah, he just... And there's no way he could slap eight grenades. No way, no. <laughs> so, so okay, okay. Uh, Joseph has just had a very uh, eventful <laughs> hospitaliano meal uh, <laughs> with his new best friend and his grandma. And then he finds out, that uh, his mentor and dear family friend has died, and it's probably at the hands of another dear family friend. So he goes for, for a bit of a late-night nosh, and he brings his Tommy gun and, about... and a dozen hand grenades. <laughs> and by the way, the show never answers where Joseph gets those from, and I'm happier <laughs> for it. He, uh, J- Joseph clearly loves Speedwagon. Because he's acting for for vengeance, but when he uh, uh, begins trash talking straight, so he says, "Hey, say hi to Speedwagon in hell for me." <laughs> so he's very realistic about what's going to happen to Speedwagon's <laughs> eternal soul. Yeah, as an oil magnate, he is doomed to to eternal perdition. Yeah. So see, so yeah, now now we get. Uh, a bit of an introduction into the Nazis, that, mm-hmm. that they are very dangerous and that they are industrial and also they are fucked up wizards. <laughs> yep. But yeah, he's monologuing as evil Nazis tend to do mm-hmm. in, in media. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing he says to Speedwagon is an, an old quote, an, an aphorism from the old country. Mm-hmm. The village in which the elderly kill each other is not long for this world. What does that mean? What in the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Was that a problem back in Europe? Were they having retiree hunger games? And, and it, no. What what are you saying? Uh and this this is a cartoon accent off, because this kid <laughs> is edging towards Speedy Gonzalez, I have to say. Yeah. Like this is some real Looney Tunes national accents. Yeah. Did the voice director for the english dub go like okay this show is fucking nuts you just go crazy <laughs> with the accents or was that, that has the- to be it that's the <laughs> it makes sense yeah Frank, i i mean in that position i might have made the same call yeah <laughs> what you want like naturalist realism now now <laughs> now <laughs> there's something called a pillar man and that makes sense somehow <laughs> And then Donovan says something I never knew I wanted to hear a Nazi say so badly. What's up with this cactus? (laughs) Now, while just two episodes in the same podcast, I said, now this is where JoJo starts. Now this is where JoJo starts. Uh, Because this this episode is fucked up. I mean, there's there's two guys in that guy. There's two guys. How's he going to fit in the clothes for one guy when he's two guys? Yeah. And rips a bunch of his hair out and charges up with Hamone. And as he does this, the opening guitar riff to Owner of a Lonely Heart plays. <laughs> <laughs> it's a choice. It's a good choice. Yeah. But the, the way Joseph talks about this, mm-hmm. like it's clear he's used the, quote, Hamone hair attack before. Yeah. And I'm very curious what that event was. Yeah. I choose to believe he was defending a bunch of helpless mine widows from Pinkerton goons. <laughs> oh my god. Imagine yeah, what Pinkerton's, yeah. Pinkertons would look like in the world of JoJo. That would own. <laughs> they would look like bulldogs and pigs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joseph is the Antifa JoJo. We, we all yeah. know this. Frankly, I love the treatment of Nazis because in so much like... Look at Indiana Jones, Nazis. They're bad, well, because. Just, just look at yeah. them. They are bad. But in in uh, 
part two so far. We're, we're seeing just gross abuses of power. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a contrast between their, their mythologizing and the reality of who the, these rank-and-file Nazis are. We're, we're seeing the way their ideology drives them to... Uh, in reality, the Nazis never uh, awoke uh, primal <laughs> forces that destroyed them. But yeah. it sure happens in JoJo and Hellboy and, and so many other things. Totally. But, but leaves them completely incapable of, of uh, recognizing their hubris, as well as just being monstrous racists even outside of this, this supernatural yeah. uh, uh, you know, hang-on effects of their ideology. <laughs> I'm curious. So the next three episodes we watch for the the next uh, episode of this podcast, it's been a while since I've watched part two, like several years. But I remember there is while this part does really good with that portrayal of the Nazis, it does do one thing that I really did not like. And I'm curious if I'm misremembering it. Okay. So I will get there. If if it happens the way you remembered it, you will definitely have it in your notes. But uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm very curious wanted to see that part again and and your reaction to it but and his rib cage gurgles Mm -hmm. and his ribs shoot out of his body and stretch out backwards behind him to go stab jojo Uh, which the announcer describes as quote rib blades sometimes known as fighting ribs known by who who says this who the, the dynamic between uh, San Viento and Jojo in this is very like, okay, in Batman Mat- Beyond Return of the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. San Viento's skin is protective against mm-hmm. hormone. It's like this weird rubber-like ma- <laughs> skin material. Um, and it like acts as a ground. So he was just sending the hormone that was hitting him down into the ground, which is then coursing through all the Nazi blood on on the floor, which is making it float. Yes, that's a thing yes. that isn't important. It's just a weird thing that happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the important thing is that San Viento's skin is made of of bug tummy. Yeah, he's got the beetle digestive lining for his skin. Yeah. And while uh, Jojo's just going like, oh, no, my punch is ineffective. Sanfiento's stomach opens up like he's the thing and tries to mm-hmm. bite Jojo's hand off. And uh, you can tell things are real bad when Jojo gets the, the pencil sketchy filter. Yes. Because of a technique called meat invade, <laughs> also known as <laughs> also known as foul flesh. This part two does this a couple times where an absolutely insane thing happens and it gets introduced as this, also known, sometimes known as blank. Like it's just a thing that can happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just in, like. In what ancient grimoire do we write of foul flesh? <laughs> and then some, someone shouts the most inadequate line for the situation Get out of there, you. <laughs> jojo says that while like it's a really funny shot of like jojo still has the axe so he swings it down at the the part of san viento that is still slightly poking out of his leg and he just barely misses as the rest of him like slurps up in the stroheim's leg <laughs> just get out of there you <laughs> you rascal this is Rome, baby. We're in Rome. And yeah. when you're in Rome, you do what the Romans do, which is assault your waiter. My spaghetti looks weird. <laughs> Why is my spaghetti black? <laughs> Every fight in this part is either about vampires or spaghetti. <laughs> you ever get so annoyed by, by like somebody in public uh, trying to get smoochy that you try to kill them? <laughs> Which really, really weighs on Caesar, because uh, he says, quote, we Italians have the strongest family bonds of any culture in the world. <laughs> yes. Excuse me? You're saying that about your grandpa, Will A. Zeppeli? <laughs> Who fucking abandoned your dad as a child? And like... was proud. He was literally proud of it. Yeah, yeah. No regrets. Not, not a single regret. Baron Zeppeli could have never gone in that journey, and I think Jonathan probably still would have made it out of that fine. Like, he still would have died in the end, but he still would have defeated Dio, I think. I think he could have done that. He could have gotten any other Hamon user to just make him go Super Saiyan 2, and that would have been it. It could have been straight so, and then we wouldn't even have a part two. Just done and dusted. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, he, he smooches the the nameless nameless, nameless woman. Yeah, uh, in in order to uh, unbrainwash her and draw his hamon back out. When what is in her mouth but a pigeon? <laughs> fucking pigeon shoots out of this lady's mouth shoots into caesar's mouth and now he's choking on a hormone charged pigeon <laughs> he's choking on a bird now if the guy i was f- brainwashed to choke out had then put a pigeon in my mouth <laughs> i would leave the country yeah. i am gone unless i'm wrong here after caesar gets owned by choking on a pigeon that lady just disappears <laughs> yeah good for her you, she bought a gun and moved to japan she wants yeah. to be as far from these men as possible like you don't even hear her go like ah oh, what the fuck you freaks and running away or anything like that she's just <laughs> gone from the store from the scene he's mark, mark the nazi he, he's a deutsch mark yeah I, I okay he's a nazi he, he's a reichsmark yeah <laughs> either way <laughs> it's a very dumb pun yeah the people listen to this podcast hey do you want to see a crazy fucking movie watch mind game <laughs> that's pretty good by the same guy i believe but anyways back to jojo back to jojo caesar is teasing jojo and asking if he has a girlfriend or not <laughs> <laughs> and he's so fucking sulky that he can't say yes <laughs> yeah and, and caesar's like damn don't know why anyone wouldn't want to date you hmm <laughs> Uh, and that just makes Jojo think to himself again, God, I hate this guy. I can't wait to develop a secret technique. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have to wonder, is this sort of visit, like, is this part of the the uh, uh, policy of appeasement in, in the late 30s? Mm. Is Neville Chamberlain a Jojo character? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wish. <laughs> oh, man mark the nazi just like pulls it aside like it's on a like a hinge and stuff and speedwagon just goes i always thought it was a secret entrance (laughs) (laughs) doesn't surprise me always thought there was something up with the mouth of truth i can't believe Catherine hepburn never figured it out (laughs) but this episode ends with uh i guess what is now a, a two episode in a row like tradition for jojo's bizarre adventure mm-hmm. we give a, a loving eulogy to a nazi yes it, th- this uh, is we're the calling part... them all great guys now we we love these these uh well-dressed fellas this is the part <laughs> that i i forget if i mentioned it during the podcast or if it was after we're done recording where it's like okay if i'm remembering correctly this next part does something i don't like and that is the parts where it's kind of like being sympathetic towards random Nazis that are dying. Every Nazi who has lines is apparently a great guy. <laughs> yeah. You got one minute to fight me. And he's got a timer for that one minute. One of his invisible vortexes has slit open Joseph's wrist and gallons and gallons of blood are just gushing out of him, just spewing everywhere. And Wamu says, in one minute, you will lose enough blood that you will pass out and die. Can somebody please tell this guy that we invented clocks since he's been (laughs) asleep? We have clocks now. But yeah, he's monologuing as evil Nazis tend to do in, in media. Mm-hmm. And and one thing he says to Speedwagon is an, an old quote, an, an aphorism from the old country. Mm-hmm. The village in which the elderly kill each other is not long for this world. What does that mean? What in the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Was that a problem back in Europe? Were they having retiree hunger games? And, and it, no. What, what are you saying? Yeah, unfortunately, we never get to see Smokey's never going to fight. He's permanently relegated in the the speedwagon role. He's a very small child. I would not expect him to fight. He's a very small child, but you never know. We just saw a bunch of dudes get drained in a conga line. So it's not like he can pickpocket the pillar men. They have mm. no pockets. Oh god, they have no right. pants. <laughs> He's gonna like take the orthopedic inserts out of their ancient sandals. Like, come on. <laughs> At the bottom, there is a sea of slippery oil that is being circulated back up to the top and, and continually sliding. And, and it, it's a big greased pole, yeah. basically, that, that's like 30 feet in diameter. And you have to climb up using only your hamon mm-hmm. and you get no food or water or rest. And as long as it takes, it's as long as it takes. If you starve down there, that is not Lisa Lisa's fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I'm like, sure. what What if Mr. Miyagi just shot Daniel and said, here's how you do karate now? <laughs> yeah. Lisa, Lisa Lisa's vibe mm-hmm. is, uh, uh, like, your cool aunt with a weed card, basically. <laughs> no, no kids. <laughs> she's got a real good job. Yep. And she's chill. Yeah. The biggest problem I see with legalization is it's removing the cultural signifier of the weed card. That's becoming meaningless. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people's identities will suddenly be missing something if they don't got that right. <laughs> and then he remembers mm-hmm. what Caesar told him earlier in the episode about you know concentrating hormone into uh, smaller points like your fingertips, and he finally realizes like, oh, I'm going to do that, and he's able to start slowly climbing. Uh, the At this point, he's been standing in waist-high grease all up in his business for five days without <laughs> food or water. Yeah. Just to consider, oh, yeah, that advice I got in plain English. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. They're, they're talking about how, well, what, what we really need is a, is a stone of Asia because it, it refracts light real good and it, and it, makes, it, it makes light more, more gooder. So the spikes will, will punch better through our, our ridiculous skin and bones and, and, and our super brains to become super duper brains. But yeah, it's like when Jojo comes in, he is just he catches like ACDC striking a pose with his foot buried in Logan's uh, stomach. Mm-hmm. And when he th- he throws logins to the ground jojo examines his dead body and he says his lungs have been pulled out <laughs> that was a powerful kick he, he says that his lungs have been pulled out which is very bad for a hormone <laughs> i think that's bad for anybody as if Susie q would be just fine if her lungs were pulled out yeah. it wouldn't bother her that much yeah uh, he he uh, uh, launches his attack, still ties up ACDC in this hormone charged string because ACDC only cut uh, certain segments that were wound and knotted very loosely around other segments. Yes. Uh, because he studied the classic rope tricks of, of close-up magicians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and is applying those lessons here in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, he gives a whole... A whole like little little history factoid about like the history of illusions. It's just like, man, while you were asleep for two thousand years, people figured out magic tricks. <laughs> Tricked you, gotcha. <laughs> magic tricks more recent than the art of war. <laughs> yeah, know all about Ledgermain or whatever it's called. The diagram, I I find it so lovely. In case you <laughs> ever wanted to trick your own ancient evil at home. Yeah. Uh, Susie Q is, is, uh, trying to help Lisa Lisa get dressed. I've decided that her voice sounds like Princess Peach doing a Mario impression. (laughs) Susie Q isn't, like, a smart person. (laughs) She's nice, but she's kind of dumb as bricks, I think. She just cannot. And so we, we get to the ethical dilemma, the moral quandary. Are you a bad enough dude to murder a child? Yeah. You want to kill this lady? Uh... So one of them gives her a, a positive hormone poke to to uh, uh, like heal her wounds and keep her safe, while another gives a, a negative hormone poke in order to repel ACDC uh, uh, from her body. And the narrator tells us that this balances out into a simultaneously negative and positive zero. <laughs> negative and positive zero. Hamon works on floating point arithmetic. (laughs) Jojo is a programmer. Whoa. And like it gives us it it gives us a diagram of like just Mm -hmm. arrows pointing at a naked lady's body of like this is where the hormone goes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for future reference again. And then Jojo says some words of of respect for for ACDC's drive to survive. And like, (laughs) can we can we not, please? Let's not do that. Please stop respecting people. He, he stop it. He says this while like holding ACDC's smoking brain in his hand, which is extra funny to me. <laughs> like I was expecting him to like pat the brain for a second. Like there, there. <laughs> you, you did good. It's okay. Go into the light, the the ultraviolet light. Uh, so so yeah, they they travel along little map lines, uh, and, but then we get to cut ahead to Saint Moritz, where there is what I can only describe as an elderly puppy. <laughs> 
This, this draw this dog is drawn very young but animated very old it's the saddest most pathetic puppy that has ever been drawn i sure hope nothing bad happens to this puppy as drunk drivers come bombing down the street <laughs> very classy european drunk drivers yeah. as they pour wine glasses <laughs> in the front seat <laughs> cars kills nazis doesn't go in for the nonsense of the wedding ring of death yeah and rescues puppies from drunk drivers not so bad so far right cars is cars is maybe the hero Mm. he has weird like las plagas arm blades yeah that is like villain coded but it's all in how you use them really yeah totally I'm going to fucking kill you, Jojo. It's a, The way he phrases it is very funny to me, just saying, like, it's too bad Wamu is st- still off at work in Greece. <laughs> it just sounds like he's at a desk job or something. Like, he couldn't make it to the party in time. He had to work overtime today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the, the quarterly reports are due, and Wamu is swamped. Nobody's <laughs> returning his emails. It fucking sucks. Poor Wamu. I'm just imagining that when he goes to work, Wamu has the exact same outfit as usual, but he's just got a tie on top. Uh, HR needs to talk to you about your your instinctual super kick anytime someone crosses your shadow. <laughs> it's causing some real problems. It's you know if you're the the you're next in line like for you know the coffee machine or something, no one else can form a line behind you. <laughs> Everyone gets kicked in half. We've lost five people this week because of this. <laughs> Uh, and then a big gun comes out of his tummy. We've went from a Tommy gun to a tummy gun yeah, over the course of Battle <laughs> Tendency. And he just like, you know, he just hooks up the, the bullets up to his, his tummy. And uh, I like that the gun, mm-hmm. the tummy gun, despite it being, you know, on his tummy, it still has a giant iron sight on it. Yes, that still doesn't get up to his eyes. It's completely useless. I don't know. Yeah, like what? It, it gets up to like his bust line, which is unwieldily tall but yeah. it doesn't do anything <laughs> i like is there ever going to be like a little man riding on the top of the tummy gun who can help you aim or something i don't know what's gonna happen so the bone blade is made of bone they're they're not lying mm-hmm. uh but the reason it's so shimmery is because it is essentially a chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> with micros- microscopic like bone spike uh, uh teeth running around refracting light as they move so darn fast yeah uh, in 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 their their loop around his the, the big bones the little bones go around the big bones <laughs> the other two have very clear-cut elemental powers but like his is light but it's really mm-hmm. just a bone chainsaw <laughs> He's got chainsaws that pop out of his arms, made of bone. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're both falling. The narrator says it's 175 meters to the bottom, five seconds until impact. Keep that in mind. Uh, It would actually take six seconds. (laughs) (laughs) The math is really simple. Acceleration due to gravity. Everybody knows it, unless... Unless, in the world of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, acceleration Mm. due to gravity is 14 meters per second per second. It it would be exactly five seconds if uh, uh, this whole world is operating at 1.4 G. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. It explains a lot of things. It's great in how... (laughs) How melodramatic this part is. They go for it, man. They really, they go hard on Caesar's death. And you know what? He gets a better death than, than Will Zeppelin does. At oh, least. yeah. He accomplished things. He saved JoJo's life. He got the, the nose ring, uh, yeah. the, the lip ring. And you know what? Yeah. He nearly kills Wamu. He kicks the shit out of that he dude. He kicks the shit out of Wamu. <laughs> like, that is way better than Baron Zeppelin going in to fight Tarukis and then dodging two attacks and then getting rent in half immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he did a much better job. Yes. So so Jojo moves on, grabs a, a doorknob, and remarks at how unpleasant it is. <laughs> how have, have you ever held a pleasant doorknob? I, I can say no. I feel like doorknobs are, at best, neutral. The best a doorknob can be is if it's warm for some reason. But even then, mm-hmm. I'm just like, who's been holding this doorknob for so long? <laughs> like, this is weird. I just want my doorknobs solid and dry. That's all I'm asking but, for. Yeah, that's all I need. Hello, I'm Wild Beck. Here's my backstory. <laughs> a vampire makes zombie thralls. Mm-hmm. And a pillar man makes vampire thralls. Mm. In part three, 
we're, we're bound to meet something that can make Pillar Man thralls. Oh, no. Imagine Pillar Man thralls. What a nightmare. Everyone's just contorting their bodies all over the place. <laughs> no, if you had a ton of Pillar Man that could do weird body contortion stuff, you could have a really crazy fight where a bunch of Pillar Men contort their bodies to link up to make one giant monstrosity being. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. would be rad. So my question is, is the normal human face shaped stone yes. mask good enough yes. for the horse, or do they have horse sh- head shaped stone masks just specifically for making vampire horses? I I believe the human shaped <laughs> stone masks could, but they the question could. is where on the horse head do you put it? Because I mean, none it, of the parts are going to line up. You you got to like yeah. hold that flush, right? Yeah. They work. They work. Like you know, if the if the pillar men weren't like killing lots of people so that they could get their hands on the stone, they seem like they could maybe be all right dudes. I don't know. They, there's times where they uh they get along easily with the the heroes for some reason. Yeah, like they would all go on a road trip, and Cars is trying to keep the schedule, and Lisa Lisa is giving everybody juice boxes and mm-hmm. sunscreen. Yep. And- <laughs> Wamu's version of that is to pluck his fucking eyeballs out. (laughs) (laughs) And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. Matthew 5.29, King James Version. (laughs) (laughs) They've been locked up for 2,000 years. We assume they're just rounding. They... Wamu could have been at the Sermon on the Mount. He could have heard that straight from the source. It's true. And it wouldn't... I mean, you know, like... Uh, ACDC was already like, yeah, I was there when Sun Tzu was writing The Art of War. Like, mm-hmm. it, it would not be out of the, you know, shocking to be like, yeah, I was there too. <laughs> I was just there in the background, just slightly out of frame. 3,000 years after my friend Sun Tzu died, I had a new friend, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was cool. <laughs> he was a hormone warrior, so I had to kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And this is where the race stops, essentially. So let's let's take a look at how far they actually went. Uh, they seem to go a quarter of the way around to get the first weapon, and then another full lap to get the second weapon, and then another half lap or so. Yeah. So we're doing less than two laps. This is actually shorter than the Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. on horses that are running slower. <laughs> Not even, like, three minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we're uh, about 17 minutes into the episode. (laughs) And uh, you ever hate losing so much that your whole body explodes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and all this stuff is getting sucked up into Wamu's air pipes and, and, you know, getting mixed up inside his body. Uh, He just fucking explodes. (laughs) This dude blows the hell up and all that's left of him is just his head Mm -hmm, on the ground. mm -hmm. As is tradition. <laughs> and then he is shocked because he just realized what Jojo is doing is the same thing to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jojo, please stop respecting people. He just killed Caesar. We, we're literally talking about it right now. We, we don't yeah, have to that. do this. Quit that. But yeah, he, he tells Wamu that because you showed Caesar honor in his death, uh, I will do the same to you and all this shit. Wanted to find a way to honor your warrior spirit and all this. He's trying to eat every human on Earth. (laughs) Quit this. After maybe turning them into vampires to make them tastier to eat. But all the the vampires in the audience are really upset with this this turn of events. So they just leap out of the rafters to just go kill the shit out of Jojo themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And Wamu does not like this. And using his hair like he's Bluford... grabs the giant crossbow that's still on the ground near him, loads himself onto the crossbow (laughs) and shoots himself at these vampires. Horn first, yeah. Horn first and tears all these vampires in half. I think he Uh, kills two, so now it's 98 against two. uh, Yeah. If we're following along. And Karzmili says, why the fuck did you dudes, why did did all of you think I was going to fight fair and square? You fucking dummies. (laughs) Why would I ever choose to do that? I'm going to fucking cheat in any way I can to win. I, don't I just give want a fuck. the rock. I don't care about your shit. I want I just the want, big shiny rock. I want to be the ultimate being. Fuck you. I don't care how I do this. Have you not been listening to anything I've said? Yeah. Like he straight up tells Jojo like, I am not honorable like Wamu. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple dozen Nazis behind him that have shoulder mounted uh, ultraviolet 
<laughs> spotlights. Yeah, th- these are introduced as the Speedwagon Foundation Special Forces. Yeah. If the Speedwagon Foundation has special forces, I don't think it should exist. Yeah, because at first it was like, oh, okay, Stroheim is commanding Speedwagon Foundation forces, but no, they seem to be Speedwagon Foundation-assisted Nazis. <laughs> I don't know what's that. <laughs> like, e- even the Ford Foundation never went that far, okay? Yeah, yeah. He's he's pointing out like, oh boy, it sure would be a shame if anything happened to Lisa Lisa. And he picks up her unconscious body and plays air guitar in her legs. <laughs> when Cars is making jokes, you know we're in trouble. This is very sudden and very bad. Also, who taught him about guitars? I don't know. Yeah, they have a super mega UV amplifier gun that is the size of like a gigantic cannon <laughs> unlike an aircraft I mean, carrier. Stroheim's enthusiasm really does start to grow on you. <laughs> Dude, he loves the UV amplifier stuff. He is so excited by it. <laughs> he loves being a robot. He loves anything he likes, he loves. He he is the Kojima Twitter of of uh characters. <laughs> yeah. The only problem is one of those things he loves is fascism. <laughs> oh boy. He's been laying face down, like his head t- turned away a little bit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they couldn't see the, the mask there. Very quickly turns his mask. Everyone goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, but anyway, JoJo time. <laughs> <laughs> JoJo time. Th- this is where my notes become incomprehensible. <laughs> because yeah. this is where what happens becomes incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... It's it's all things... I, I've written down, what do I even say? What can anyone say? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been... Uh, like, like the whole time we started this podcast, I was just like, all right, you know, we're it's going to be fun going through, you know, these episodes. There's a lot of uh, uh, crazy moments or, or memorable things that happen. But... It took me <laughs> 75 minutes to watch this 22-minute episode. <laughs> I had to get up and take a walk. And Jojo, totally unnecessarily, uh, says, wow, I've seen a lot of strange things, but nothing like this. (laughs) This is truly the moment where uh, uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure becomes Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes. So the the Cars' hand is a squirrel now, and it detaches itself from his body, Mm -hmm. runs up his... It does a little backflip. It does a little backflip. It does a little backflip to run up his his arm and then snuggle his face. He He snuggles his own face with his squirrel hand. Yeah, he he nuzzles himself with his squirrel hand. And when that that happens and and Stroheim, or not Stroheim, uh, Speedwagon is super freaked out and like sweating bullets and, and... and is also furious that the first thing that Cars does with his new powers is make a squirrel out of his hand. Mm-hmm. And then the squirrel sees the real squirrel, hops over. <laughs> the real squirrel has Valentine's hearts <laughs> pop out of his head. And and it, it looks like they're going to be friends. There There is a full committee of Speedwagons present, and they are all at a loss. Yeah, everyone's just staring Smokey at... Smokey thinks it's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just staring at these two fucking squirrels. And Smokey says, "Is like while you know he's drawn sweating bullets right now, but he says, well, look at that. I think it found a friend, and he's like glad for <laughs> Cars's hand, a squirrel. And so yeah, they're they're nuzzling heads for a second, and then, and then it immediately eats the, the real squirrel. And even and right before that happens, JoJo shouts and points at the real squirrel. Hey, squirrel, get away from that thing. You don't know the guy it's made of." Watch out, squirrel! Watch out! Get out of there! And yeah, then cars. Bizarre podcast. Dogs must die is obsolete. There's no point. You just what? There's no describing this. There's no explaining this. Frog mischief. Evil. I don't know. Where do you go? It's too many subtitles. But yeah, after JoJo shouts that warning to the real squirrel. Everyone is shocked, and yeah, it, it hard cuts to the Cars' evil hand squirrel devouring normal squirrel. These horrible needle teeth. It's squirrel blood all over it. Yeah, it's got gr- t- terrifying needle teeth, and also it has, like, bug mandibles. It's got mandibles <laughs> shooting out of its mouth, too. And so, and so the squirrel, not, not uh, satisfied with mere squirrel flesh... <laughs> 
Does a flying tackle into the guts of, of Stroheim's cyber abs and then starts spinning like a drill. <laughs> okay, so so even before that happens, another great detail is so yet the squirrel like full frame leaps super fast across the screen. And there's this really great shaky cam shot from uh, like over the shoulder of Stroheim that's darting all over the place because it's having a hard time keeping track of this ultra fast squirrel that is running yes. like serpentine, so no one can get it. With and a yeah. glowing light trail that follows because <laughs> it's so fast. And as the squirrel in like half slow motion is leaping right towards Stroheim's guts, Stroheim shouts, "Squirrel incoming!" <laughs> I would rather talk about Star Trek. I know what I'm doing when I talk about Star Trek. So yeah, we've got new life. We've got metamorphosis. I, okay, okay, I follow. I don't know why the squirrel eats people. <laughs> I don't know why the squirrel has to first find love. <laughs> God damn. Like, jo- Jojo has reached its apex as a piece of visual art. Mm-hmm. It is unable to retain meaning when separated from its medium at this point. <laughs> yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is, is like graffiti or a tone poem. <laughs> Describing it just can't be it anymore. Yeah. Speedwagon is showing that his biggest weakness is his confidence spiral. Yes. Uh, every time something goes wrong, he just really starts catastrophizing, and that's not the mindset we need right now, Robert. <laughs> uh, suddenly, JoJo's getting bitten on the shoulder by a piranha. <laughs> I can think of a lot of ways for a Luftwaffe uh, plane to be filled with piranhas, but I don't like any of them. <laughs> they all seem bad. So now there's dozens of piranhas leaping around the cockpit trying to bite him. The feathers that Cars shot have morphed again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. into piranhas. Joseph Joestar, you can defeat Wamu, but can you fight the entire creepy zoo? <laughs> How will you overcome Violent the Crow, Death the Gorilla, and, and Ouch Causer the Otter? <laughs> Terror the Turtle is coming for you, slowly. Cars is... He says, I'm still alive, while all of his skin is boiling and melting and sliding off of his body. And Are you sure you're still alive, buddy? Because you don't look great. You look real <laughs> the, bad. The end of episode 25 is the, the camera zooming out real fast and cars, yeah, all fucked up. Just, you know, just waist up in like up to his waist in lava, melting, and he goes, Wah! The subtitles on Netflix say Worms. <laughs> he is not shouting worms. He's going wah because he's melting from being in a fucking volcano. But and they lived uh, in underground societies, and the regular people above the land who who could stand the sun worshipped them as gods. And hold hold up now, are we talking hmm. like Nephilim? <laughs> are these the Anunnaki and shit? Did Santana build the pyramids? <laughs> I don't need no George Sukolo shit in my JoJo's. <laughs> JoJo Sukolo's bizarre explanation. I don't want that. Oh, no. And, uh, hey, talking about flying arms saving the day, another flying arm saves the day. The eruption <laughs> launched JoJo's severed arm up as well, and it goes flying and embeds right into Cars' throat. Arms were made to be launched. They're so aerodynamic, honestly. Yeah. The, the rock that Jojo is on is now, you know, falling back to Earth. And Jojo just lays down and closes his eyes and thinks of all of his loved ones and also Stroheim, I think. <laughs> and just says, you know, sorry, you know, I couldn't I couldn't do this and also come back to you. Before that, though, we got to talk about Smokey's about Smokey saying a few words. Oh, right. Specifically that he and Jojo had been uh, friends for six months. yes. Excuse you? <laughs> six months. Where where did those six months fit? I can only imagine those six months with Smokey County all the times JoJo was off in Italy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, okay. Just total time since you've met him? Okay. This, this funeral is in April, so we're, re- we're, we're going to give him those two. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. So we really only have to fit four months. But Smokey meets 
Jojo. Jojo mm -hmm. takes a, a, a motorcycle adventure to Mexico. Those are in the same day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jojo meets Caesar, then gets uh, uh, two wedding rings of death implanted inside him that give him uh, at most 33 days between then and right. his, his death in uh, yeah. Isla del Volcano. Hmm. So, so that means... <laughs> That means when uh, uh, Stroheim gave Jojo the dire warning to to uh, become a, a greater Hamon master and uh, nip the problem of the three remaining pillar men in the bud uh, as quick as possible, time is of the essence. <laughs> All those extra months fit between that and actually doing it. Yeah, to hang out with Smokey. How? <laughs> yeah, he was just hanging out with Smokey because I guess Speedwagon lost Caesar's address and had to go <laughs> find it. Yeah, I don't know, man. While he was so busy, like shooting Santana's uh, uh, rocks with with uh, sun lamps in a basement somewhere. By yeah. the way, Santana is still also kind of alive. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just under UV lamps. He could come back. He's eaten snakes once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, now it's time for everybody's favorite character. <laughs> Stroheim the Nazi. What happened to him? Two million people died in the Battle of Stalingrad, and one of them was Stroheim. He, he fucking dies at the Battle of Stalingrad. What kind of fucked up super weapons did the Soviets bring to bear to finally kill Stroheim? Right? Because, like, in that shot, so they, they also clarify that, like, Stroheim and Jojo never saw each other again, ever, yeah, after yeah. The, that final battle with cars and, and Jojo getting his robot arm. But in that shot where they're showing, like, uh, Stroheim, like, saluting towards the camera and then going off to battle, he has new upgrades and he has, like, six miniguns pop out of his fucking back that are on little robot arms. Mm -hmm. Ooh, how did they kill him? <laughs> He has laser eyes. He's got rocket piece fists. He could survive killer squirrel attacks. Like, he's invincible, right? <laughs> Look, the, the might of the Soviet military machine in World War II was unstoppable. It's greater than cars, okay? Stalin could okay. have killed cars. Oh, my God. I want to see that fight. Millions of infantry would have died trying, but Stalin was okay with that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, so yeah, the Battle of Stalingrad, the beginning of the end for Germany, so Stroheim continues to be bombastically useless and in yes. poor taste. Yes, yep. To the end. To the end. I I am extremely excited to, to start part three, because it's, uh, despite saying it a dozen times, ah, uh, this is where JoJo truly begins. <laughs> uh... Yes. Like, yeah. after seeing all of part two now, I do think that on the whole, it has a generally strong treatment of Nazis as a group. Yeah. <laughs> but that is totally forgotten when you deal with the individual of Stroheim, mm -hmm. which yeah, is a problem yeah. when, I don't know, 90% of what we see about the Nazis is the individual Stroheim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the nameless Nazis uh, get fucked up every time they're on screen, basically. <laughs> it's because they're not half robot. <laughs> Stroheim gets pretty fucked up every time he attempts to fight anybody. <laughs> He's always just a torso, completely just missing his legs by the end of every fight. But Or less. Or less, even. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised he didn't just turn to a head with a rad haircut at the end in a jar. Wouldn't be the first time. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Stroheim is also two characters, really. Like, there, there's pre and post Santana. They are very different yes. men. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is absolutely true. Where, where was this gleeful enthusiasm back in Mexico? <laughs> Something about Santana broke this man yeah. <laughs> and turned him into a cartoon. And and, and on the other hand, where, where is the antiseptic sadist post-Mexico? <laughs> Maybe his brain got exploded in chunks and they glued that back together and it just wasn't quite the same Stroheim afterwards. Just different parts of his brains arranged slightly differently and that made him... Uh, <laughs> A nicer guy who wasn't <laughs> excited to do blood experiments on people. We built him Man. wrong as a joke, but it worked out. <laughs> if you go to Universal Studios Japan, there is a JoJo ride there. Yes. And it's based off of part three. And it's like one of those. Uh... Can Toad leave Nintendo Land and go ride the JoJo ride? <laughs> I hope oh. so. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves here talking about part three. Jojo! Oh, no. <laughs> 
but at the same time, damn, I wanted Lisa Lisa to get one real fight and I not know. just yeah, yeah, and not just completely own Wired Beck. Yeah, who <laughs> talks like fucking Shoes Goose in the English dub. <laughs> I'm Wired Beck. Hello, <laughs> hello. I, can, I I was in prison, but then the pillow man broke me out. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a hug because I'm full of spikes. <laughs> My hand is a doorknob. I live in the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's an uncanny impression. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, so Kingdom Hearts 4, you're going to be uh, uh, the Mad Hatter in, in the <laughs> Alice in Wonderland yeah, world. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I could do a good Mad Hatter too, huh? It's All the right. same guy. <laughs> And you know he doesn't. He's not in too many fights in part in part two, but his last fight is a really good one. Oh, you mean Especially his his now. last fight as listed on his wiki page? Caesar Zeppeli versus Rock. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very cruel wiki editor that I'd like to have yeah. words with. That's Sassy. so messed up. That's messed up. Jojo shatters his uh, cool goggles he just stole from the from uh, Donovan. The the shards go in between the bad guy's hands like like five finger fillet. He's got his hand up against a, a pillar or something like that, and it actually kills a bunch of flies that were between the guy's fingers, and it scares <laughs> him so bad that he goes durr. <laughs> They're all amazed that he killed the flies, and then he basically just like gets him in like Jojo gets him in a headlock, and he's like, "Well, since you're so impressed by that, give me a." Uh, Food and gasoline in three minutes. Go get it. And they're just like, okay. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? But at the same time, man, Speedwagon's dead. And he died of a heart attack. <laughs> and he died of a heart attack. <laughs> and he was I mean, singled. He was... And he was, quote, single till the day he died. <laughs> Rub that in. <laughs> Weird. He's got a Jonathan-shaped hole in his heart, which mm. is what killed him. That's a very large hole. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> Don't know how the doctors missed it. This this always just gets stru- stuck in my crawl a little bit with part two, so I just have to bring it up, even though I think we, we've already acknowledged this in our minds. Uh, damn, Joseph got whoring his own mom's butt. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Huh. Uh-huh. Oops. <laughs> my hot 50-year-old mom. Wait a minute. Oop. Uh, Joseph's favorite food is fried chicken and chewing gum. Ah. Oh. Together? I don't think Whoa. I don't think together. I think it's fried chicken and also and like chewing gum isn't really food. You don't swallow chewing gum. <laughs> maybe you don't. Yeah, yeah Joseph maybe Joseph's is a, a freak. different different breed of man. <laughs> yeah. You know how useful it is to be able to to summon like hormone charged chewing gum out of your gullet? How come he never did that? Oh, what could you do with hormone oh. gum? I bet you could do something. I bet you could make like a, a fucking like bungee cord with yeah. hormone gum. <laughs> let's let's talk about Hunter Hunter. <laughs> we know all of the oh, abilities yeah. of of soap bubbles with hormone, but but gum bubbles. Ooh. And it's like you know what? It could still work because you would get a, a, a instance of the narrator bullshitting how it works because it's like oh well because he chewed the gum there is spit all over it which conducts yep. hormone yep. very well. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I still can't believe Caesar Zeppeli, the suavest motherfucker, ladies' man du jour, smells like detergent all day, every day. (laughs) (laughs) Wash your clothes right, dude. They must be at night walking around, or at least sneaking around, (laughs) normal streets, and you're just walking around in Italy or something, and you just (laughs) see this fucking 6'6" beefcake dude with almost no clothes on just walking around in sandals and they're going probably, like what the fuck? they're probably some cryptid sightings around this time <laughs> in Italy some weird report just lands on Mussolini's desk and he's like what the fuck do you expect me to do about this <laughs> this is the 13th report just this week of a big beefy man just voguing at night in the streets <laughs> what is he up to welcome back there it is uh, some of what I think are the best bits of our part two episodes, whether because they were interesting points that, that came out or they were the funny bits or for whatever other reason. What do you think? Did, did I miss any of your favorites? Let me know. Uh, also, I'm very interested in whether people would like a, a possible future best of Stardust Crusaders to be split in half 
or thirds or quarters, because if I did all of our Stardust Crusader episodes in one big compilation, boy, that would be a meaty, meaty episode, huh? But also, I've got to thank our very special guest for that last episode. You heard her in there, Voidburger. Uh, I think this was when she was just starting to uh, do contract work over at Giant Bomb. I don't know. I'd have to check a calendar. But uh, wow, look how that worked out. We're very happy for her, very proud for her success. But most of all, what I want you to take away from this episode is uh, those two dates We're coming back with brand new episodes on November 28th. We're coming back with brand new episodes about Stone Ocean on December 5th. And that means now is the perfect time for you to uh, do a re-listen or to tell people that you know about this awesome new JoJo podcast that is coming back from its hiatus uh, uh, to to finally get current, get to the present, the cutting edge of uh, uh, JoJo's in-animated adaptation uh, uh, very, very soon. So that's all we have for you today. Again, thanks for joining us. Uh, I eat five-star reviews for breakfast, and boy, am I hungry, hombre. Uh, We will be back in just a few weeks. To be continued. (laughs) 